What's poppin'? How you niggas doing? Niggas is doing well. Niggas is doing hot. Niggas is feeling, you know, je ne sais quoi. What the fuck does that even mean? I feel like it's a certain like taste. A certain like. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like an acquired taste. That's what yeah. I'm feeling like. Yeah, I like, I like the look. I like Thank the jacket. You. It's really cute. Fashion Nova. You know you don't yeah, fuck with them I'm no really more. Now I'm really looking, looking at your outfit. It's really cute. Thank you, girl. Yeah, yeah. I fuck Fashion Nova. I Down mean to the, the Pumas, yo. I mean, from the bottom of my pussy. Yeah, because I don't Nova. know why they have a vendetta against her, but every they time do. she orders something, they never give it to her when they say they're going to give it to her. They just say next day, next day, next, next day. day. <laughs> girl, when it happened for the podcast outfit, I was devastated girl for the and live show job, we ordered it on the same day yes. i got mine the next day Literally, she got we hers. ordered it probably like five minutes apart from each other we did. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what the beef is with me and fashion i've nova. never had a problem with um fashion nova so i don't understand i'm gonna keep doing what i need to do to support y'all slightly mm -hmm. but only when i see some of my like you know and fashion nova tried to give me cancer one time back in 2020 <laughs> trying to give you cancer girl yes with your wedding dress. Yes. Remember that, that letter I got that said oh this God. is cancerous? Yes. Girl, now, Fashion not, Nova hates now me. Now she ain't going down before Fashion Nova. Because <laughs> the Rico case is still Rico in, y'all. Girl, you think they're going to beat the Rico case? Probably. It's, it's a multi-marriage. But the, ain't they in China? How you yeah, so how you going to get a Rico in China? <laughs> America's like doing dumb shit. <laughs> Okay. Let's get into some motherfucking story time. Yes, ma'am. So there was a video that I sent to Samantha that I saw that I thought was extremely insightful. Mm -hmm. And it was about David Mann. And if y'all don't know who that is, we like to give you guys a nice little backstory. The little ashy ass nigga with the ankles, I mean with the knees, mm -hmm. on Tyler Perry's shit. Y'all mm -hmm. know who he is because him and his wife are like in damn near all of his plays. They had their own show, Meet the Browns. Mm -hmm. So like, he's very well known. So he was on a podcast mm -hmm. and he was talking about when a woman is looking for a mate, I always tell her to write down what she would like for him to have. And he said that their women will write down, he'll be compassionate, he'll be generous, he'll make 20, what is it, 200K. Mm -hmm. Like they were making very specific things, not we about to say Pacific because we were just saying that. That's funny. They were saying very specific things they would want in a partner quality wise. And then he said, take that list and become that list. Period. And I was like, I don't listen to many men or what they gotta fucking say. Mm -hmm. But a man telling you, if you wanna attract those things, you need to become those things. Yes. And I always keep passing a lot of um, interviews lately, and it says, become the person you want to be in a relationship with. Right. And I'm like, we don't ever realize that. Mm -hmm. We always assume that- Become the kind of partner you want. Yeah, but right. we always assume that you're gonna get that perfect partner and that's gonna be your your opposite match and it's gonna make you better. Mm -hmm. You don't need to meet someone to make yourself better because if you're pouring yourself pouring those things into yourself, you don't have to try to elevate to where they're at. Yes. You're already where they're at and y'all are meeting with each other and y'all are just growing together. Yes, I love that. I 100% I agree. I really have not much to add to that. You put yeah. that together so eloquently. So, so yeah. beautifully. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, I agree 100%. And like we said, we usually don't listen to y'all niggas, but that was... That was a that bar. Was, that was a that bar. Was a bar. 
All right. Well, the girls are back at it again with another messy ass episode of Sip and Spill. We create conversations. Oh, wow. Sip and wine. I go ahead and talk about the Sammy. And I'm ambitious, the hottest nigga under the sun. Ture. Period. So, do you want to get into your ick of the week? My ick of the week happened yesterday. Okay. My- and she told me that she had ick of the week, but usually when she doesn't tell me, I know it's a very long winded one. So, I'm excited. Yes. You're okay. right. <laughs> My ick is when white men don't talk to us like we're human beings. Mm. So I went out last night, and I had a time last night. It was a fucking movie. And we were at Lincoln. You know, I usually don't go to non-black spaces, but you know what? I was having a good time. I was vibing. And this white man came up to me, and the first thing he told me was, yeah, you know, I'm from the hood, too. Yeah. Girl. I said, too. (laughs) I said, what? You mean also? What makes you think I'm from the hood? <laughs> like, what about me gave... It might I, be the hair. He might have thought. I'm from the hood. And then he, this man didn't even ask me if I had kids. He said, how many kids you got? Oh. Girl, the first... Not how many kids you got. It's, it's first, how many kids no, you have. Actually, I lied. The first thing he told me was he has a mixed baby. That was the first thing out of his mouth was he has a mixed baby. But you got to understand, I feel like some women will look at that like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like maybe his assertiveness to certain demographic of women, it it will be. Why do you have to try to relate to us with struggle? Why why do you see me? (laughs) And when you see me, you think of struggle. Uh, Is that what what y'all see when y'all see black women? Why was that his go to is me being from the hood, me him struggling? He's like, yeah, I, I was I had a bad family. I was raised, you know, I was really poor growing up. Tell me all this. Is that what you see when you see me and you just automatically assume I can relate? <laughs> it's insane. Like, I'm, I'm a suburban black girl. Like, And that's what I always <laughs> tell men when I date them. I said, I'm suburban as fuck. I said, I've never had my lights turned off. I've never had to worry about where my food was coming from. I said, don't come to me with that ghetto shit. Like, girl. Girl, and I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. He was he was kind of cute, but I'm now just he was like, kind of cute after he, he was being deliberately. He was kind of cute, girl, but it was just stereotypical. Like, girl, and it's just like I just need y'all to just talk to us normal. You don't have to try to relate to us and whatever you think blackness is. Mm. Blackness is everything. So if you just meet a black girl, you think she's cute, you don't gotta tell her anything. And then, and then after that, we're we're walking on the, on the way to Lincoln before we even met, met this man. We met three guys, and this man tried to tell me. Oh, yeah, you're not black. You caramel. I said, boy, I'm black. He's like, no, no, I know you're black, but you're not black, black. You, you're different black. I said, nigga, I'm blackity, black, black, black. Like, what you mean I'm not? Samantha's where she's the blackest on this earth. Like, like I don't mean like black. She, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I look like a black girl. You cannot confuse me with nothing else. That's a fact. Same. <laughs> like, what? And for you to try to try to downplay it and try as if being black is not a good thing, mm-hmm. I am proud of my blackness. Was it a black I, person that said that, or was it of a white? Of course he wasn't black, girl. Of course he wasn't black. And I'm like, I have I have no feelings about being associated with blackness. Like, mm-hmm. I love being associated. Same. You telling me that I don't really look like a black girl, that I'm caramel, that I'm not really black, that's, to me, that's an insult, because that means you think black is ugly. And black is very fucking beautiful. That's a bar, Okay? Bitch. That's a fucking So if you want to talk to black girls coming from and being non-black, just fucking talk to us normal. Mm-hmm. Okay? I love that. <sighs> that was that my ick. That, that would ick me out, too, but I Girl. don't have many non-black men approach me. I've actually never had anyone I think it's because you don't go to a lot of non-black spaces. Actually, Purposely. you kind of do. You no. used to go to that little pop thing. What little rave thing? thing. Remember when we were at the Bajabos? You used to always invite me to that rave pop thing. What rave pop thing? I don't know. It was like... 
Uh, are you spreading rumors? No, you invited me when, when I we ordered the Diablos. A rave pop thing. Girl, I don't know what it was. It was like some, some kind of panic at the disco type shit when you listen to pop music and dance all night. Okay, I didn't I didn't make that shit up, y'all. She invited she, me to some pop thing. Mm-hmm. Right idea, right idea, wrong bitch. Because I don't yeah, recall, girl. I don't recall. Because anything pop, I don't relate. I won't invite you to because I know that you don't relate. But to at that. the time, you didn't know that. This I've is- known since we were at what were we, where did we meet? Where is that place before Diablos? Uh, Katie. Bar? Bar Louie? Bar Louie. I've known <laughs> since Bar Louie you was with the niggas, the niggas, and the niggas, and the niggas. Like, you was African as fuck. You made sure people knew you were African as fuck. You made sure they knew we was African as fuck. So why would I invite you to a pop bar knowing... Ooh, you I know did. What you're Unicorn Disco. That's what you're yes. talking about. Unicorn Disco. I said panic at the disco. But the thing is, they played a lot of urban black music, you okay. know, the acceptable shit, and not just Drake shit, you Okay. Know? So... Yes, I know that's what, what I was about. thinking about. Yes, yes. unicorn disco, <laughs> and it's still open to this day. Also, they doing some right. My ick of the week is when niggas lie to you unprovoked, or say oh. that they're gonna no do something unprovoked, not even lie, because their lie actually is unprovoked. But them saying they're gonna do something is even more on top of a lie of something I do not like Bitch, unprovoked. You no, know, I felt like, that to myself. I do not like when men say they're gonna do something and they don't do something, and then they want to test and see if you can still get what they say you can't get from them. Because I remember, for example, I'm just gonna use this for my experience because this really was something that really provoked me in my my spirit. Mm-hmm. I was dating a man and he told me he was going to take me to Potter World because everyone knows how obsessed I was with Harry, well is, not was, am, can be, will be with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take you to Harry Potter. I was like, okay, cool. You know, so we're like fake planning out the trip in our notes, like, you know, places we want to go see, like where we're going to stay. He showed me an Airbnb that was like Harry Potter themed. So it wasn't like a dry plan that he said we weren't going to do. Yeah. But we just Airbnbs is very exactly. But you didn't give me the timestamp of when we're gonna go. So my birthday passed. No word about it. And then so I'm just thinking in my head, does this nigga think I won't go without him? Yeah. And guess what I did? Two months later, I planned myself a solo trip to fucking Harry Potter World. And I had a fucking time. Like, if you tell me you're going to do something for me and you don't do it, I'm going to do it for myself just to fucking prove to you that guess what? With or without your shit will happen. Mm -hmm. And I saw this one video that said that's the worst thing a woman can do is showing a man that she can do things independently without them. But I feel like... A man said that? No, that was was a woman on a podcast that said that. Oh, the worst thing a woman woman can can do is show a man that she can do something without him because then he's going to start doing less and less and less. But if if me doing something by myself discourages a man that I'm with not to do it for me, that's not the man for me. Yeah. I'm gonna keep a man that's gonna keep elevating me because there's no reason why me being able to take myself on a trip that you say you're gonna take me to, mm-hmm. instead of me nagging you about it, I, I'm gonna just take myself. I think it's very important for women to live independently on men from men. Doesn't mean you don't need a man or you don't have to depend on a man, but I feel like it's also important for you to be able to stand on your own two feet, make your own money, like be your own, be your own bitch. And, you know, and there's nothing bad about that. I, don't, I think that's so weird that... So, yeah, but you know, sometimes that. women be saying the wrong shit to other women. Women internalize misogyny, too. And I just don't understand why you wouldn't want someone that can just make it happen regardless. Granted, in you certain situations, I'm going to say in certain situations, absolutely not. Because I can speak on things that are not my business to speak on, so I'm not going to say that. But men, sometimes when they do know you can do it, they don't do it. But I just yes. feel like... That's what I'm saying. So I feel like there has to be a nice little in-between, exactly, a balance of understanding that just because I want you doesn't mean I need you. And that's the most important thing to take away from this. I want my man to know I want him to do it, but if you weren't going to do it, I can still do it myself. And with that, stop saying you're going to do shit and not do it. 
Because yeah. the moment you don't follow through, nigga, I'm gonna be the nigga that follows through. I think guys do that to test the water to see how much they can get away with. Exactly. Just like when guys, when she was saying, um, when they, they know you, when they know you can't, they you can do, they don't want to do it. I just think it's just to test the water to see what they can get away with. And yeah. but the thing is, I'll, I'll let you test those waters, uh-huh. and I hope you fucking drown. But me. the thing is, they expect you to still be there at the end. They're not. Uh, they're not. We're, used we're to not. Ta- we're not talking about being there on the end. We're yeah. talking about because just as much as you're testing us. That's a test for us, too. Yeah, and, like, don't test me. I'm going to fail every time. I don't do well on quizzes, nothing. Don't pop quiz me. Don't test me, nothing, because I'm going to fail every motherfucking time. On purpose. Period. So let's into our wine thoughts. We're getting some motherfucking tea time. Tea time. Today we being white bitches. Today we being white white bitches. Okay. So today we are drinking white bitches today. We're drinking Pine Ridge. And what was interesting to me why I grabbed this is because it said it was a white blend. You know, so many times. gas station? Yeah, but no, not no, not even it just was, that was though. It was, it, was, it was definitely gas station, but it's still cold, bitch. I, look, intentional. It gave gas station. It didn't give gas station. The only reason why I gave gas station because because uh, 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 it's twisty. No, because most white wines are twisties. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the only reason why I liked it because it said white blend, and we've always seen red blends. Mm-hmm. Never. Seen I've never guy. seen white blend. So well, I was like, you know, what it's blended with. Girl, we gonna find a book out. What is that? We do know it has 12% alcohol percentage, though. Our distinctive white blend marries the crisp of the citrus fruit of the Sauvignon Blanc with a juicy peach note of a vinegar. I've never heard of vinegar. Mm-mm. So 80% Blanc, 80%... You sure it's not vinegar? No, V-I-O-G-N-I-E, vinegar, something like that. Okay, so for a lush, versatile, and delicious wine, enjoy a glass on its own or try it alongside a seafood or a spicy dish. And we all know I like seafood Mm. and pasta. I got a white boy on my roster. He be feeding me pasta and lobster. See, why can I have a white boy on my roster feeding me pasta and lobster not telling me I reminded him of struggle? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that one video I showed you, the men... They don't want you to remind them where they came from. That's why they're going to leave you when they make money. And exactly, exactly. And another thing that was happening is, you know what? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> We're not going to go there. To another messy ass episode of Sip and Spillage. Spillage. Ah. Okay, smells very white. I like it's it. It's opaque. It's not, it's not dry, but it has like a. Aftertaste of sweetness. Like, I can drink this and really enjoy it. I mean, it's okay. I, I enjoy this a lot, mm-hmm. so... Because you like drier stuff. Yeah, but I said it's not too dry. I feel like it has, like, a sweetness to the back end. It's like, it feels like a really? Chardonnay and a Prosecco mixed together. Because it's like, you see, like, how it's bubbling? It do got some bubbles. Exactly. Did you know there are 2,000 bubbles in every champagne bottle? I can't wait till we drink some champagne. I really don't know. I just made that up. But it's champagne. Something. Okay. Let's get into some motherfucking tea time. Tea time. So, boo. So, y'all already know he's my favorite problematic ass nigga. And of course, what was he doing? Something problematic again. So, he was on, was it a live? He was on a live. You know, no one's going to bring him on his show no more. So, he's only live. Boosie was on a live and he was saying how his daughter has a boyfriend and how she wants him to meet him. And he was just saying, like, you can cheat on her. I don't give a fuck if you cheat on her. Just don't beat her, bro. Just don't beat my daughter. But you can cheat on her. I don't give a fuck. But just don't beat her. (laughs) And, okay, go. Go ahead. 
for me, I I understand not like not understanding the rhetoric, but you also understand he's a hood nigga. So what do you expect this nigga to say? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's speaking from a man's point of view. Like right. most men will cheat on you. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I, it might not be my story. It might be some of y'all bitches' stories. No, That's, the guys in the comments were like 95% of us cheat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's speaking for a, a large demographic that have nothing to do with me because I speak that, I rebuke it in my name. Mm-hmm. So he's saying you could cheat on her, but don't put your hands on her. Right. And I feel like in his way, he's kind of being respectful. Okay. He, in, in Boosie's way, like, what do we expect from him? I mean, I expect a little more coming from your child, but I guess he's the same man that had strippers for his 12-year-old son. Exactly. So, yeah, I can't I can't. What do we expect from him? We can't expect him to be an outstanding citizen. Yeah, I, it's just the verbiage for me. I feel like I get it because you can't control cheating, At but all. you can whoop that nigga's ass if he put his hands on your daughter. So that's what he can control. And I yeah. believe Boosie and we'll go in there Set with... Off in this month. That oh. nigga was on trial for murder and he got acquitted, okay? He might do it again. Um, so yeah, I just don't like the verbiage. The, 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 him saying, oh, you can cheat on her. I don't give a fuck if you cheat on her, but just don't beat her. I'm like... You don't, you don't give a fuck if your daughter gets cheated on? Because you gotta also think about it. <laughs> on the other hand, he was probably a man that was with a woman that was cheating. Oh, but he, he cheats. But that's what I'm saying. So if that is a lifestyle he lives to him, it's not uncommon. It's not for, a problem. And for us, it's of a, course... It's normal for him. Exactly. Okay. And I think... That's in what the you're indis- Yeah, so it's his, like... That's mm-hmm. his reality. Yeah. For me, if a man either cheats on me or beats on me, you got to go. Right. Every shape, way, or form. There's no getting around it. And if I did have a, if I had a father that was to have that conversation with me, I would feel like he's giving me the real. Okay. I would because sometimes fathers will sugarcoat it for you or X, Y, and Z. Like it's not some if you have a good father who's in your life, mm-hmm. he's like, I love your mother. Never cheated on her. That's what you expect. Mm-hmm. But if you got a father like Boosie. Yeah. And he got like what, twelve kids, seven and nine. But Boosie got all his kids. I'll say that about that. You know, so he got he, all his kids. A president state. And like I said, I don't tell a present father how to fucking raise his kids. I, I told you that earlier. When I tell Samantha that shit, because being present don't mean good. So if you're doing some weird shit and you present, I'm gonna let you know you're doing some weird shit even though you're present. And him saying, in my opinion, that he don't give a fuck if his daughter gets cheated on. To me, I think that's kind of weird. I feel like you could he can be like cheating happens. But have the like the the real spill with her. You might get cheated on, especially dating these. I don't know who, what kind of man he is or mm-hmm. where he comes from. But that famous that lifestyle that they're living, getting cheated on is very common. Look at Beyonce, she got oh, cheated on. God, don't talk about the queen like I that. I know, girl. Jay Z cheated on Beyonce, and that's fucking Beyonce. Beyonce. So Beyonce's not safe. I'm not safe. So I don't put it past any nigga to cheat on me. But I just. Don't also want to be told you can cheat on me. Right. I, <laughs> I hear everything you're saying, but it's like, if it's not my reality, I can't, like we said, different tax bracket problems. Right. That's gotcha. really what it is. So, Saucy and Santana, like, we are such podcast bitches and people that like watching videos that come across our, actually, even the Shade Rooms put it on. So, I like when men have a safe space to communicate thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I love that for y'all. Because... Saucy was on a podcast. I think it was called For the Fellas. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's what it was. Please correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but I'm usually not. Um, and he said that he does want children, but if he had to choose, he would choose for his child not to be gay. Mm-hmm. And everyone had very mixed reviews under the comments of like saying, well, you can go with your mixed comment first and then I can give you my combative because I don't want to talk about all of theirs if you're going to say the same thing. Okay. So... 
Um, I kind of saw it as internalized homophobia, but I kind of I also see where he's coming from because he he wants the best life for his child, right? Of course, most caring, loving parents want the best life for their child. So he knows being gay is a struggle, especially being a black gay man. That's another layer to it. So I see what he's saying. He's saying he doesn't want his child to struggle. But me, I don't see myself saying I don't want my child to be gay. Like I want to. As being a gay person myself, that's like me saying I don't want to, in my opinion, that's like me saying I don't want my child to be black. I knew he was going to go there. Because, no, for real, because it's like, to me, being gay is like being, it's like you're scared. You can't change it. If you're gay, you're gay. That's nothing, That's just how you were born. Just like you can't change your skin tone. So that's how I see it. And a lot of people do internalize not wanting black children and purposely, you know, date people to make racially you know, ambiguous biracial or racially ambiguous children that's how i saw i it, it made me really sad when i watched it yeah because i'm just like wow like i i really want being gay to to like when are we gonna move past this like homophobia gay shit that we got going on like i don't think that we can get past it we're until not ever we, gonna oh, get past it. i don't think we're gonna get past it until there's the stigma of being gay as being a problem mm-hmm. like like we said once that we're done having these niggas that are down low yeah like all like all this weird shit that doesn't need to happen doesn't need to happen because yeah. honestly your your sexual orientation is not your personality. Exactly. For Saucy, maybe it is because he is a very flamboyant gay man. Yeah. But if you are a he- like, And he's you, also famous, so I think he probably yeah, like, so chalks he, up to it. Chalks up to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, being gay does not have to be your personality. Right. It's just a part of you. It's just a part of you. Just like us being hetero is not- the right track, baby, you were born that way. Like, I don't I don't walk around with, oh, I'm hetero, so this is- uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's not part of my personality. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just you are. my sexual preference. Mm-hmm. But your personality is who you are, your morals, your character. And that's more important to me. So for when he said it, I understood what he said. Yeah. It didn't make me sad because it's like, he realized the struggles that he went through. He doesn't want his child to. Right. In my mind, I was thinking it more of like a parent standpoint instead of thinking of it as a personal thing for him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it like, you know how sometimes parents don't want their kids to get out the mode? Yeah. He's probably like, I don't want my child to experience that because I I experience like what they say when people don't vote. I I fought for our rights to vote so you don't have to. You know? So that's how I looked at it. I didn't look at it as him hating himself, but I saw it as... I did through all this just so I could have a normal, like you could have normalcy. Yeah, and he said he doesn't hate himself. He said he loves himself. You, you can know? tell he loves himself. He said, you know, but you don't seem to, you know, it, but, that's not where he was coming from from what it, from it. But when I when I watched it, that's what I felt. So like, damn, like you don't fully accept yourself. In my opinion, so you say you don't want your child to be gay, like. I don't care if my child's bi, straight, whatever. But there's a lot of people that will have that same conversation when they're hetero. Yeah. So is that is that a problem? Is why is it more of a problem when he says it than when if someone that was hetero to say it? Well, give an example of a because you know some people that are hetero will be like, as long as my child like I just don't I, like my child can be disabled, but I don't want them to be gay. You know type of shit like something like that. I think it's just as bad. Do you really? Yeah. To I say just you think, don't want a gay child. I just want, I, if I were to have a kid, I just want it to be healthy. Yeah. I just want it to be healthy, happy, and whatever. And loved. And we'll loved. Love. That's all I care about. Um, I guess it's kind of saying, I guess the same because I wouldn't want a child that was like, you know, kind of slow. Disabled. Disabled. Because yeah. saying kind of slow is... <laughs> Well, you've been helping me with my words lately. <laughs> so I, I, in that standpoint, I would, you know, I get that standpoint of it. Is that wrong for me to say I, I wouldn't want to mentally think, child? I don't think there's anything wrong with having a preference of what you would like 
what you think easy would be for you. Yeah. Because most times when you see people having a disabled child, it's, a lot of it's work. harder. Mm -hmm. When they have a gay child, it's harder. Mm -hmm. If they have a transgender child, it's so even harder. It's even harder. So there's so many layers of raising a child outside of already the weird shit that goes on with fucking humans by nature. Right. Because so, life is already hard. So I feel like for him, he feels like it's already gonna, it's already gonna hurt him that I'm a gay man. Yeah. It's already gonna hurt him that yeah, I'm black. Gay. Yeah. yeah, like there's so many things that go against him. Because how many times do we see a gay couple and we're just like, okay, they adopted a child, you know? I don't see that when I say. Gay well, people. I mean, sometimes yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's some people's reality, though. Yeah. Like regardless of how accepting we are to the LGBT, not CT. LGBT. Girl, I'm giving y'all letters, them mm -hmm. letters, S letters. I mean, I'm not even part of y'all, but I'm giving y'all letters. I'm an ally. Yeah. But um, it's just, you have to be so inclusive with everything. Yeah. So it was like, imagine having to deal with that on top of being a black man. Right. I, I understand what he was saying. It would be easier that. if he had a black daughter who was gay. Yeah, because no one really care what, cares when girls are I gay. I feel like when males are, we only they only care when the women's are trans. Like, when they're, like... Okay, transitioning. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like it's so stupid what black people care about when it comes to someone else's fucking life. Yeah. If I'm not, if it's not paying my bills or fucking up my sexual health, I'm not worried about it. Like the two worst sin is like gay son and a slut daughter. Like that's like the go-to. Would you rather have a gay son or, or a hoe for a daughter? I'm like, both. <laughs> Let me have both. So I can show you how to love them properly. What? Why does it matter? I'm, why are you thinking about a non-existent person, sexual, you know what? Not even getting sexual. We can get so deep into it because I feel like yeah. there's so many things touching so many about layers it. to that. That we just, yeah. Mm -hmm. But shout out to Saucy. You a bad bitch. I hope you run into DJ Academics and beat his ass one time for the one time. And, you know, shout out. He was staying on business with his homegirl. I love that. Do you know who's not standing on business, though, y'all? All these motherfuckers that are spinning the block. Lots of y'all. Lots of y'all are spinning the block. I want to go to the most um, devastating one first. Um... Jayla Monica went back. Monica? I'm just talking about Monica. That, okay. That's the first devastating. Okay. Because as I sit here on this couch as a free woman, how are you allowing yourself to get your heart broken by a nigga in jail? Girl. Not once, but twice. Girl. The nigga spending life in prison. Girl. Like, it took you being married. It took you having a child. It took you visiting him back in jail for you to realize it wasn't going to work. And the fact that it didn't work and you told the internet that it didn't work, I actually want to laugh at you. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to pat you on the back because this nigga is serving life in prison. He's not going nowhere. You could literally, you've lived like 15 years of your life mm -hmm. and came right back. He's the same fucking spot. Girl, like I said, thinking that you're going to have a successful relationship with a guy named C. Murder is insane. He's in jail for murder because he murdered. He murdered somebody. Murder! Murder! <laughs> and... I know you can't help who you love. We're going to say that. That's crazy. I, can you look past murder? I don't know if I can look. It depends on why you kill them. Honestly, I don't think that I'm above God, so I don't believe that I could take someone's life. If I'm put, even if I'm put in the position, if someone is like, even if it's like self-defense, like with like enough, I don't think that I could put myself in that position to do that. But you never know until you're there. Yeah, I'm going to shoot your ass, definitely. But um, I don't know who he killed or what happened, but I feel like... If it's if he's in prison for life for murder, I feel like I don't know if I can look past the murder. I don't know. That's just that's just too much for me. I can look I can look past some drugs, you know. Yes, yeah, you can drugs, you can scam. There, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. But murder, my nigga. Oh, kind of. So yeah, I mean, Monica, you're not gonna kill me. You went back, Nelly, Ashanti. Y'all went, went back. back. Me, J Lo went back. Who? J Lo went back. J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. Ooh, J Lo went back. Mm -hmm. and Summer Walker went back. Yeah. So some of these are. 
presenting Everybody themselves to be yeah they're presenting itself to be a little bit more successful than they were the first time around but i think you should definitely stand on business because it didn't work around it didn't work the first time around do you want to talk about ashanti we can talk about i mean i told i said ashanti so we can talk about ashanti think about let's, let's talk about how she's pregnant girl is pregnant is the, the shade room posted the what is it called spiritual the spiritual water was at the neighborhood something it was i think it was a neighborhood Posting. They always like, got the latest tea. And honestly, I don't even know if I should be mad at you or I should be happy for you. You know what? I get it because I think Ashanti's in her 40s. So? So I think that's why she was okay with having a child without being married. Because if you ever heard Ashanti, she wants to be married. She's talked about how she would love to be married and stuff. So I feel like Nelly knowing that and still getting her pregnant before getting married to her, I think it's kind of like, uh It's insane. Yeah, but... I mean, look, she's a grown-ass woman. Yeah. You know, being married does not stop you from being a single mother. We know that. And look, she's in love. And it's, you know, I I, I think, I just want better for black women. Like, yeah. why why is it, why do we always allow ourselves to get baby mama And not that being baby mama it's a bad thing, but there is a negative connotation to it. Let's, let's be fucking for real. So... I feel like being baby mama is bad. And I feel like once we start normalizing that, it's bad. Because like we said... We are always back to the choice that but we I are. feel like we put, I mean, we put the blame on the, I don't know, because sometimes it is the woman's fault why she's a baby mama, and sometimes it's the man's fault. So, But we always put the blame on the woman. Okay, but like I, we had this conversation before, and you said we didn't want to talk about it because it's too, like, mm-hmm. you know, fresh. But like I said, I feel like becoming a single mother is fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. If you know that the person that you are dealing with and or are having a child with has decided to not be part of this child's life. That's selfish. I don't give a fuck what shape, form, or I don't care how anybody looks at me. And yeah. if you know going into this, you're bringing your child into, you already are in letting them inherit trauma. Mm-hmm. Knowingly. Right. You it doesn't matter off. how much love right. or you have for the child in the immediate moment, the struggle that you're going to deal with. And I just, and I know I'm going to sound so crazy and like a hater, but I'm so tired of these single mother blogs to help other single mothers. Stop becoming a single mother. Mm. That's harsh. I, it sounds stupid and it sounds crazy. Stop and becoming I sound, a single mother Because honestly, maybe my one day it might be my reality. So yeah. I might look back at this and be like, oh my God, Ami, that was so fucked up to say. Yeah. But knowingly doing these things, knowing the economy, these niggas, the, the effort is... And if you don't have a village around you, imagine, okay, if you someone that has like a supportive family, that's one thing. Because yeah. my sister, my little sister always has had a supportive right. support system around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still... She still complains. Mm-hmm. So for me, seeing firsthand what it's like to have a village and it's still hard on you. Right. People that don't even have a village and they're on the verge even of postpartum. Even when there's and- two parents, it's still hard. That's why they say it takes a village because even two people can't do it. I, so- I know I have many things in place that I want when I get pregnant. So. Yeah. Yeah, girl. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I I don't know how to stop single motherhood. I guess we should just, I don't know, maybe men should just, like, start their life in jail. And then when they can prove their way, you know, they can come out and start a family. Girls, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> let, and let's get to the topic of motherfucking all, conversation. All of these things, let's stop leaving shit to chance. Let's talk about what gets us to this fucking place of spinning the block. Mm-hmm. And that's cuffing season. Cuffing season is it's actually a season. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. So what is cuffing season? Cuffing season is typically defined as a time of year when single people actively search for a short-term romantic partner to spend the colder months with, typically in the Northern Hemisphere locations. Oh, I thought that was everywhere, bitch. (laughs) From October through March, 
and it, they pretty much they i've read somewhere else it ends on valentine's day so some, this is saying march but yeah pretty much it's the time when it's cold and now you're looking for somebody and if y'all niggas didn't know, there's a science behind it. When it's dark and cold nights can trigger an intense feeling of loneliness and drop in serotonin. And there may be a significant link between cuffing season and seasonal depression. And I honestly do I feel that, that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, why do we feel that need for comfort in the cold? Why? I that, feel like we always do that. We, we go to comfort food. We try to dress comfy. Yeah. You know? So we find a comfortable nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, Seasonally. or a big nigga. That's what they're saying. I'm big you know? boy. I need, I need a big have boy. Have you ever looked for a big boy in the cold season? Absolutely not. Same. I don't, I don't like big boys. I've only, I've probably only fucked two fat niggas in my life, uh-huh. and they weren't like, respectively fat like one dude like it wasn't really fat and one dude was like he lost a lot of weight and i didn't know because i made a comment and i was like i was like do you have a belly and he was like i'm a diabetic and i actually just lost a lot of weight and i'm like yikes damn i'm, I'm so like, fucking shallow i know what the fuck is wrong with me i, I can do a belly i can do but my type is uh muscular men definitely but i can do a belly i don't you don't have to be super in shape you can be skinny whatever but for you to be like chunky Rose? Like Pillsbury Doughboy? Yeah. Like, I don't, okay. I, I don't, when, when he starts forming breasts is where I draw the line. And the only reason why I feel as shallow as I do is because if I upkeep myself, like I always say, I would like the same for my partner. Yeah. Now, if I had a different standard for myself, then I can understand me speaking differently. And once again, we say we are hypocrites here. So if on my show and next time you see me and I look like I had one too many cakes, y'all can remind me. I, my feelings will not be hurt. Would Be- you? Would you ignore the fact that he's big if he's paying all the bills and taking care of you? Fuck no. I'm yeah. never... Money is not enough for me to dis, to take disrespect and, and your looks. Yeah, I honestly. agree. Like, I can't. Because if we just cared about niggas with money, we would have already been... We would have already... Trust me, the niggas with the money is not, it's the, not problem. the problem. It's not the problem. It's being the good person part. The good person part is hard to find. Like, for some reason, when niggas got money, they think they don't got to be a good person. I'm just like... Call <laughs> me on that. That's the fucking bar. Please. <laughs> you still got to be nice to me. <laughs> so, like we were talking about how it starts from, what is it, October? No, August? August until Feb... Well, February. February, March. February, March. Mm-hmm. So there are stages when it comes to the cuffy season, if you did not know, because clearly there is. Yeah. So in August, this is the looking, is this is a scouting. It's this the is looking when, for the hoes. Oh, this is when you're looking stage. for all your prospects. Mm-hmm. And I never found myself doing this in I mean, in August, but I heard it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So can't, if, if that's what everyone's saying, we're just going to have to believe it. Yeah. After you do the scouting is the drafting season, and that is in September. And that's when you find the essential parts of the cuffing season because it exercises the anatomy, the anatomy that we have in choosing a partner. So when you draft someone, it's like, you know, first round draft pick. Like he's been doing all this for fucking eight weeks. I'm deciding to take him over and we're gonna actually make something of this. Mm-hmm. So that's what the drafting is. And I love that for you all. Last one is the trial, which is in October. This is phase all about testing the waters to see if this person you claimed has what it takes to lock it down. So next we get into preseason. Pretty much you're on the team, but you're not officially playing yet. You still got to, you know, put some effort and some work in before you get some playing time. Uh, and that's for the whole month of November. Next, it's it's cuffing season. Okay, I wish I can sing, but I can't. Um, it's from December 1st to January 15th. And you did it, Joe. You are cuffed. And pretty much this is when you start actually officially dating. It's, it should be, what's that word? When you're just dating one person. Exclusively? 
exclusively. But we know how you niggas be sometimes. And bitches, too. Um, after that, you are in the playoffs. And this is like, okay, you're boyfriend and girlfriend at this point. Like, like for real, for real. Like, going for, out to places. Right. You're like, th- that's my girlfriend. And so where is where are we landing with the playoffs? So we're you're, you're pretty much putting that person on the, on the close friends. Okay. And then the playoffs is... The championship game! And that's pew, on February pew. 14th. Pew. So pretty much that's the day where you're like, okay, well, if we're still together by this day... Um, we're, we're together, we're together, together, together. We're together. We're together I was real telling bad. you about this guy that I know that who breaks up with girlfriends during se- holiday seasons. I'm like, damn, not you breaking up with me because it's Christmas. That's crazy. <laughs> not work has been heavy. <laughs> work has been hectic. Girl. I got a lot on my mind. Uh, girl, I feel like that's what old boy did to me. Which, who's old boy? Look. <gasps> I think that's what he did. That's insane. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to believe that in in men, but you know what? <laughs> Girl, this the, man, the, the, it came out of his mouth that every season, holiday season, he'll break up with his bitch and then get back with her afterwards. The fact that Just she... Just so he don't got to buy her nothing. The fact that she, he, she allowed him to come back is well, even she was, more insane. She was palm skin? That's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hate that he was y'all. a nigga, so you know how they do them. Okay, so do you believe in cuffing season and why? Uh... Sure, I don't know if I believe in cuffing season, but I get why people do it. Like mm-hmm. it's you know it's the, it's time to find somebody because you lonely. You know you want to be somebody. And sometimes it gets dark and it's cold outside. And you want somebody to hold and love you at night. So I get why people do it, but I don't know if I believe in it. Like yeah, enough to actively search for someone because it's August. Because yeah, because, August. because <laughs> yeah. August. What about you? I think to a certain extent, it's some truth to it, but I don't know if the time frame is as accurate all the time. Do you feel like you want a relationship more during the winter time? I absolutely feel like that might be why they put that as a time frame. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's where you're at in your life. Like but, no, some, but do you feel that way? Do you want a relationship me more? Me personally? Yeah. Do I want a, a partner more in during the winter time? Yeah. Um, no, I feel like all the year around, I'm like pretty good on wanting to ha- to be in a relationship because yeah. I, I feel like dating is fun, but sometimes it's monotonous and I feel like I got to act, act like I care about shit that I don't care about. Yeah. So like for me, Cuffing season is never something I care to like participate in. Participate in willingly. Yeah. But that's what I was like, we're gonna talk about next. I said, I don't participate in cuffing season like without like my consent. Mm -hmm. I think I'm it's happening to me without me knowing. (laughs) The reason why I said that is because it unintentionally happens because nowadays gay like dating has become a game. So it's, it's like such a game, and I don't want to play no game. I don't have time for a game. I'm like, <laughs> do you like me or do you not? I feel like Why people wait for pretend? the perfect moment to like, oh, well, now it's around. Like I said, it makes more sense for people to want this around yeah. these times because, you know, Thanksgiving, people want matching um, pajamas. pajamas. People want to go to pumpkin patches together because mm-hmm. there's so Pictures. many relationship-related things that happening within these last few months of the year yeah. that people feel pressured that if they don't have someone... Even if it spills over to the next year. You have New Year's. You have Valentine's. Exactly. New Year's, Valentine's. So there's so much pressure condensed in these, what, six months yeah. that people feel like they are hyper-focused on this is the one. Right. It has to be the one. And all the commercials and stuff, like, it's very, mm-hmm. like, couples geared towards. So you see a lot more, you know, engagement um, commercials. You see more, like, all that stuff. So I feel like... That also helps um, people want to also get in a relationship more. So are you participating in cuffing season? I'm not participating in cuffing season. I feel like every season is cuffing season for me. Like, if it's if it's in July, if it's in August, if it's in June, <laughs> you know August. what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just doing it whenever it comes to me. Like, I'm not 
oh, it's August. Now find, find me to find yeah, a man. Yeah, that's why I'm like, so awkward. Like, you were actively <laughs> looking for a partner it's in, August? in August? September? October? No, man, I'm looking for a man in, in July, too. Mm, like, I'm know? looking for the hoes every day, bitch. Every, every, every month of the year, I'm... You know, looking for a I'm man. I'm actively participating yeah, without cuffing. knowing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so I don't need the weather to change are, for me to find out I want a man. What are some rules when it comes to cuffing season? So, there is a couple of rules. Um, be clear about what you're seeking in the long term or short term. And I think that's so important. If you know that this ain't is not, is just for a season, I think it's important to communicate like I'm not looking for that. anything serious right now. Yeah. You know, you don't gotta be like, bitch, you're only gonna be here for like two months. Yeah. But just be like, okay, well, you know, we're having fun. Are you okay with us just keeping it casual or whatever it is, you know? The next one is to be mindful of what you want in a relationship. So once you know what you know what this might be, you have to also think about what do you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's the next one. Uh, another good rule is do not make plans too far in advance. Don't like plan a trip three, four, five months from now, and y'all have like tickets, and now y'all broken up, and mm-hmm. it's like, damn, are y'all about to go on this trip together as single people, or are y'all about to cancel your flight? Like, yeah. what's going on? So. I say, unless it's like a real, real relationship, you should not be making plans so much in the future. Okay. And also to go to what she said is define the relationship. It's not that fucking hard. I think but a lot I of times... these men act like it's so hard. I know, but I'm just saying, I feel even more so when it comes to cuffing season because there's so many options because that's what they feel like. Yeah. I feel like respectfully, and it's not even in the conversation, I feel like men participate actively more in the cuffing season than women do. I think so, too. We are unwilling participants that just are getting, like, bullets. Yeah. Like, without even trying. Because for men, it's a numbers game. For women, it's a quality game. It is. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're like, who am I going to take home with me for this? Like, who uncle going to say? Is that her? Like, yeah, you know, like- guys get their ego off of what they're doing in the cuffing season, mm-hmm. and then they reap the benefits of it as their, you know, girlfriend, which is in... February, and that's why they go all out for them. Because I'm like, I embarrassed you for this many months with this many bitches, but now you finally my bitch. Right. Girl, not this many months with this many bitches. (laughs) Uh, Another rule is set healthy emotional and physical boundaries. I want to say for the women, I think it's very important for us to set set boundaries. I'm not going to really speak for the men because I feel like men are kind of good at setting boundaries, and men respect themselves, and I love that about y'all because when something no longer serves you, y'all get the fuck out. Women, uh, y'all kind of dumb on that part. So... As a woman, as a woman, I think it's very important for us to set boundaries on ourselves. And when the boundaries cross, cross, let that nigga go. That is so funny. Cause, so what yours is saying with the boundaries and mine is like prepare for the holidays. They kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. The reason why, because I have a little backstory. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to someone. We're not official, but we were definitely like preliminary talking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like he wants to be my boyfriend so bad. He's asked me to be his girlfriend like multiple times. I think it's times. so scary when men want to jump in a relationship so quickly. That scares the fuck out of me. And I told him, I said, what makes you think you like me? He's like, I like what I've seen within you. Of course. He's like, you intrigue me. I, I, I. So he's like running out a list of everything that's like probably look wise more so than about getting to know me because I've been very like close to my like when it comes to w- with that guy particularly. Yeah. And so when Thanksgiving came around this year, mm-hmm. he was like, I want you to come and meet my family. Oh and I my said, God. I said, are you fucking serious? I said, why me? I said, why don't you ask any other bitches? But I want you to come. I said, I want you to invite them. Right. And I said, if I'm still around by the end of Christmas, I'll meet your people. But yeah. I said, I'm not meeting your family on Thanksgiving right. when I know this, this I wouldn't invite you to my family. Hell no. So why do you think I should come to see your family? Girl. 
So I had to set that boundary with him. Mm-hmm. And I had to make him be realistic. I'm like, I know the holidays are coming up and you feel like you want to show people off. Because he even came up to crew and he brought his brother with him one day. And he was like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. I said, I'm not your fucking girlfriend. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, I saw this TikTok side note. It is, this probably has nothing to do with him, but, you know, they said um, how to spot an abuser. And they said the the three things to spot an abuser is when they start automatically trying to force something so quickly, so fast. Because they want you to be in it, and by the time you're in it and he's, his mask starts to fall, you're like, well, bitch, you're already in it. So once I start beating your ass at this point, and I'm not saying that's what he's trying to do, whatever. And the thing is, Samantha's always going to go to the worst case scenario. You know every what? Because look, I'm telling you, when I when I have that one friend I told you about, I say this every time, she was with her boyfriend for years. And it wasn't until they got married, he started beating her ass. Did she ever leave him? Girl, no, she's still with him. I don't know if he's still beating her, but I, t- I had to. Uh-uh. Oh, so- I uh-uh. Okay, I, was just... I, I think she beats niggas' asses. No, uh-uh. Not the other way around. So she's still... And I'm just like, girl... And I talked to her. I, You know you know when you try to help your friend out and they just don't want to help themselves? Yeah. So I'm like, you keep crying to me about what your man's doing and I, you're not listening to my advice. So it's best... And now it's harming me. So I don't want to be in that situation. But yeah, just how to spot an abuser when they're, when they're rushing th- things too quickly, when they're constantly talking bad about their ex, and when, they're bring, when they bring siblings and family members around. I'm going to say, yeah, I, I absolutely... Yeah. The, and the moment he brought his um, siblings around trying to make it seem like I'm a bigger deal in his life than I actually am, I was like, oh, he's crazy. I think that's crazy. love bombing, honestly. Oh, no, and I called him a love bomber. Mm-hmm. And he had to look up the definition. He's like, that's not me at all. Yes, it is. I said... I said Everything thing, you're doing is love bombing. I said, I said, just like when I see things about a narcissist and I'm like, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. When, clearly... You think you're a narcissist? I'm just kidding. Okay, know? I'm like, I don't think you're a narcissist. No, 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 no. Girl, remember when that man, like, love bombed the fuck out of me when I went to Denver? Oh, yeah, girl. girl. Girl, girl, this this is not a trauma ex episode. Okay. <laughs> so lastly, mine is don't ghost the relationship. Once you know this is short lived and you understood that you did not put your boundaries up and you did not do all the things that we're telling y'all to do, don't ghost the relationship. You gotta thug it out, my nigga, and you gotta say it with your motherfucking chest mm-hmm. because you decided that this was a relationship that you wanted to thug it out to. You know? Yeah. Valentine's Day. I think it's so fucked up when you go with someone that you're in a relationship with. Like, that's so strange to me. <laughs> I mean, like, even if he did something bad to me, I would also, I would let him, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm not just going to, like, disappear out of your life. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If you had a baby on me, I don't know. I might yeah, that's, that's, something, that's something I probably, I, I might disappear from As someone that that's me. happened to, and I feel like I, it's, I sound so stupid saying that someone had a baby on me when he got the bitch pregnant before, but he didn't even tell me until she was five months pregnant. Yeah. So technically, you had a baby on me, bitch. Pretty much. That's what it felt like. <laughs> that's what it felt like, yeah. bitch. So, there was a. So, what is your experience when it came when it's come to cuffing season? I don't really know if I have an experience when it comes to cuffing season because I feel like all season is cuffing season for me. Like, I'm just dating around. So when it, it don't matter when it's happening, um, I'm still trying to get cuffed up. Yeah, that's so crazy when you say you want to get cuffed up because. Sammy goes through seasons where she wants boyfriends and doesn't want a boyfriend. Yeah. So when you say that, like, it's all around seasons, because I'm like, there'll be times where she's like, I like him, but I don't think I want to date him. And yeah. the next dude she'll meet, and she'll be, like, obsessed with, like, I want to date him, and then he's gone in, like, two weeks. Yeah. And the thing is, I, that's what I feel like my friends feel, too, because I was on the phone with Olivia th- today, and I said, the problem with me is I don't think anyone will take me seriously because I like so many people so quickly, mm-hmm. and then it dies down just as quick as I started liking them. Yeah. So it's like... Same thing. I have a slow buildup. And that's what I'm saying. So when you say you want to date someone, I believe you. Yeah. When I say I want to date someone, it's like 
It's fun. <laughs> it's in the moment. Yeah. And that's why when I was talking about telling her about like the wedding seasons and how I'm like feeling right now, I'm like, realistically, I'm a certified lover girl. So I mm-hmm. just like people because they're treating me well. Yeah. And I'm like, I have a very good like repertoire with men where I don't get treated like shit. Yeah. So I'm like, when I meet someone and they're doing good shit, I'm like, oh, this is right. my boyfriend. Right. Literally two weeks in, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. Literally. He called me like, okay, he's my man now. <laughs> Next, you know, he's on the close friends. I said, girl, you just met this man yesterday. You wearing his shirt, doing the robot, bitch. <laughs> Not wearing his shirt, do the. I'm traumatized, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> so my experience with cuffing is you can't really take me serious in the cuffing season because <laughs> it's all it's you know you're having fun, you're young, you're hot, you're dating. All of these niggas ain't shit, and they say that the man's not ready to settle down until they're damn near forty-five. So look, I guess I'm just gonna have fun till I'm forty-five because I refuse to be in a relationship with the kind of niggas y'all got. Like, y'all got me so fucked up to think that I'm going to be in a man, like, be in a relationship with a man like yours. Like, <laughs> it's just so what? crazy to me. Because even, like, this um, song by Kim, the man, she was like, bitch, be something. I got receipts that could ruin your family. And I'm like, that is so true. How... I feel like every woman has a receipt that can ruin someone's family. And because of that, that makes me so tired. This is the guy I told you today. This man was begging to ask me on a date. Next thing I know, he, he got married. He got married over the weekend. I was like, sir, I saw, he was, I saw he was going to um wherever he went. I'm like, oh, this was your wedding? But you were just, you, but, sir. No, he is not my nigga. Uh, absolutely the fuck not. So what do we feel like the media plays when it comes to cuffing season. I think the media makes it so much fucking worse. So much worse. It everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really watch TV like that, but the times I do get the little... I do watch TV like that, but I, let me... Regular TV, like the the Comcast TV. I don't really watch that like that. But the ones that I do watch, when there's little commercials that come on like from, like, HBO, whatever, it's about love. Yeah. It's about relationships. Like, all the... Hallmark movies. Yes. Everything. All yeah. of that. So I'm just like, damn, don't you gotta remind me I'm a lonely-ass bitch. Because, honestly, there are so many movies about, like, bitches finding love during the holidays that there's come so on. There's so many holiday love movies. So many. Like, there's, no many, there's not many regular. Like, there's always ones like, oh, they met back up with their ex and then mm-hmm. things got rekindled because they went back to their hometown. Who goes to their hometown and starts dating their high school sweetheart? No one except someone in the Hallmark, Hallmark movie. Yeah, girl. No It one. happens, though. It happens. I know a girl who started dating a guy she knew in elementary school. And they're together. That's insane. Yeah, girl, sometimes you go out and you never find nothing better, so you got to go back. But also, we can talk about how, because on... Spend that block. <laughs> Social media and online dating, it's just like, it's so accessible. Because if we're not leaving our house Girl, because of seasonal depression, yeah. we're only connecting people with people that are like... And online dating is, makes it so easy. Like, you are literally at my fingertips. So it's like, it's so easy to build a roster with online dating. And that's the thing about online dating is like, I feel like that's perfect for cuffing season because I feel like just as fast as it starts with online dating, it ends. Like, I don't know how so many people that has a successful relationship from online dating, except one person. She got married to her, you know, a guy she met a hinge. But for the most part, like, when people tell me about online dating, even when I've tried, it's just always horror stories. And the thing is, my online dating is only Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have never actually got an app, and I'm, y'all, I'm staying, I'm staying down 10 toes on it because yeah. I literally saw this video. It was like, delete them apps. This bitch was like seeing the same nigga on the same app three years later. And I said, and and do. And do. I'm a girl that dibble dabbles on the apps. I go in and out. Right now, I'm not gonna talk about that. Don't be on the apps, man. Don't be on the apps. <laughs> but delete the maps, girl. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, girl. Don't do it. 
I'm not going to do it. I, I did, did it. it. <laughs> so we saw a TikTok video about this um, preacher who was talking about... Pastor Todd. I didn't even know his name. Put some respect on his I couldn't name. even get past of... I, I heard the message, but I couldn't get past the visual, so we're not even going to get into the visual. Yeah. So he was pretty much saying, stop settling for these unfulfilling relationships. Stop feeling, stop settling for these half-assed relationships mm -hmm. just because it feels good in the moment. He said a lot mm -hmm. of times we are investing a lot of ourselves into these short-term relationships, expecting it to fill this hole that we have not felt the void of within ourselves. And I said... Right. Talk your shit. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I feel like seasonal dating is. Yeah. You're literally just wanting a hole. to say, like, oh, yeah, this is who I'm bringing around my family. This is the, the person that, like, you know. And uh, every year it be a different person. Different. And that's what I was telling my mom one time. Oh, I'm spitting, y'all. Sorry. But I told my mom that one time. I said, stop asking me about the nigga I dated last year. That nigga gone. And the thing is, I don't even think I intentionally date. But most times when I get a boyfriend, it always happens in August. Well, baby, maybe you you do cupping season. Maybe you're you're part of it. Unintentionally. Maybe, maybe it's like in the back of your mind. My boyfriend asked me to be his girlfriend last year in August. I didn't ask him to ask me. Yeah. I just said it was existing. Girl, he said it's cuffing season. And we did all the cuffing. We did all the fucking relationship shit. Like, you know? Yeah. Going pumpkin patches and shit like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Love it's that. I, I get why people want to do it, but I feel like also don't let it be your entirety. Like I feel like it's if it's if it's for fun and games, cool. If you're doing it, find someone cool, but just be honest about why you're doing it, I think is the best part. And that's why I feel like I started doing those things with best friends. Mm -hmm. Because I just let's just make it a thing. I think, you know, I'm a girl's girl. I love doing things with I'm my gonna girls. I'm going to say, because honey is my new nigga. Like, every time I want to do something that I would do with a man, I'm like, let's go to Pumpkin Patch. Let's yeah. go see Christmas lights. Me let's and have... Stephanie take each other on dates and everything. We pick each other up, pay, pay for the whole tab. Oh, so that's, and, that's what me and honey do. And it'd be like a nice, pretty penny. So you niggas talk, complain about taking bitches on on date. We take our, our bitches on, on dates. Date. That's what I'm saying. That's 200 what I'm saying. plus bills, Exactly. Bitch. So when I easily do that, I feel, I feel more. Yeah. But I feel more fulfilled doing that for my friend than doing it for a nigga. I would never. So I think I'm gonna have to cuff my bitches during the holiday season, and then the niggas gonna come after. Cause everything I've done, like wedding and yeah. family wise lately, I've been doing it with honey, yeah. and we've been having a time. It's a time, you know. I think it's great to have that sister, you know, ship. Is that a word, sistership? That sisterhood, sisterhood. You know that thing with your friends, cause you know what, niggas come and go, but your girls are gonna be there forever. So just now learning that, so I'm glad I, I'm I'm on game now. Mm -hmm. So here are some tips to help you navigate the cuffing season because, honestly, it's kicking all of our asses. Mm -hmm. It's to have fun. I don't think you should be so hard on yourself, and dating should be fun. I don't know how many times on this podcast I can say that. Dating should be fun. If any man you're dating is stressing you out, you are dating the wrong niggas. Yeah. And I'm 30 years old. You think you can have fun while intentionally dating? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Because You can make it fun. Uh, you, you can make mm -hmm. it fun because if you literally go into it like... Here's my questionnaire. What's your five-year plan? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you see yourself doing? How many kids, like, jobs are, like, a date is not an interview. Yeah. A, a date is getting to know someone mm -hmm. and see if you're compatible. And then the questions happen over time. And that's I why I feel I said, like some women view that do that as they get older. But I think women are dating all the way wrong. Because when mm -hmm. you are going into, it, like, it's a, it's a battlefield. Yeah you're not going to get the same results out of a man mm -hmm. because you can ask those same questions different ways. Like, instead of saying, what's your favorite Over time, I feel like, oh, ask those questions over time. I hate when people tell me, tell me about yourself. No, no you learn all this exactly. over time. And then when they're like, what's, what kind of man do you like? I'm not, I'm not telling you that. Because you're going to try to be this, that man I like. And the next, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, so when I go on a date man, with a man, instead of me saying, 
when they ask me that, I always say, I want a man that takes care of me. Like, if you ask, if I, if so, I, instead of saying, where do you see yourself in five years? I said, you like your career. Do you see yourself doing that a lot longer? Mm -hmm. That's that's a better way than saying, what's your five-year plan? Yeah. So what's your five-year plan? Ooh. It's like it's like, it's like you're over here trying to, like, boss them up. Like, yeah. nah, girl. Chill. Enjoy. Living you your know? feminine and enjoy Stop this shit. Those, like, ugh, masculine. Masculine, though. You think that's masculine? Like, being very direct and very, like, trying to check all these boxes off on a first date is kind of methodical. So to me, yes, it's very masculine. I don't think it's masculine, but I feel like it takes, it makes it not fun for either one of y'all. Yeah. And the man probably won't call you anymore. And niggas love a good time. So be that good niggas time and get your shit paid for. Niggas love bitches who have fun. Like they love, they, I feel like men look for us to provide the funds, I think. And we look for them to divide the funds. We're paid entertainment. Yeah. We're paid entertainment without, it's like, it's like, yeah, they're paying for the, the fun, you got the funds. Period. <laughs> are we popcorning? Yeah, we are. Okay. Um. Good communication. Yeah. Have good, open communication. I think that's so... It's really the most important thing, but yet the hardest thing to do. And this is coming from a person who's not a big communicator, and I really try. Girl, you ain't got to shake your head so damn hard. I really try to work on my communication. The camera didn't even see me do that. That's what's even crazier. <laughs> I try to work on my communication because so, I'm very, like, dry sometimes. I'm very, like, you know what? It is what it is, like, but I have to work on that, and I feel like that's going to help me with dating is being more communicating, communicating more and letting my... Being vulnerable. Being vocal. Vulnerable. Vocal. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is do not get caught in the hype. Don't be looking at these Instagram pictures of niggas in matching fucking uniforms slash motherfucking pajamas that think that niggas is happy. Sometimes <laughs> they just do it to make y'all niggas feel like they out here like, oh, we in love, ah, ah, X, Y, and Z. Whole time they hate themselves and, them, and each other. Have you seen that meme when it was like us in person, us behind closed door and they whooping yes. each other's asses? So I just feel like y'all don't look at social media as your guard. And that's, I, I, I'm gonna put my two together so I don't have to say it again, but I'm just saying, don't compare your journey to someone else's during cuffing season. Amen. Because the moment you look at someone else and be like, I want that, you're envious of something. You think you lack it. And what you're lacking is probably coming to you. So don't repel your blessings, baby. Don't repel your blessings. Next one you have. Try to keep that spark alive, y'all. Like, I think it's nothing to me is more fun and dating whenever you have that you know butterflies and you're just happy to see them and you have that crush like i having a crush i even know i hate having crushes but I it's just him. so fun having a crush because it's just like oh my god like look, look what he's making me do i'm gonna be on the phone all night it's just so cute Thank so yeah you. Keep, keep that spark alive if you can. And the last one that I put is allow yourself to be accorded accordingly. A lot of times when you're in cuffing season, you feel the need to rush because you know you're in competition with other bitches. Mm -hmm. Fuck them bitches. Fuck that nigga. Mm -hmm. You're that bitch. And last but not least, don't tolerate anything you don't want to tolerate. I feel like it's very important. If you know you're not happy with it being casual or you're not happy with it being serious or whatever, I think don't do that to just to have that person. Because uh, and at the end of the day, you're going to feel empty inside because you're not getting your your needs met and you're just making sure their needs are getting met. So just make sure you are, you know, honest about how you're feeling and let them know, like, hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not feeling this. So let her know, look, I'm not feeling this. And that's the, and keep it, keep it pushing, Baylor. So let's get into some motherfucking questions. All right. My first question is, do you think people actually enjoy cuffing season? Yeah. 
I think people enjoy, love cuffing season. Like it's a whole, it's a look. They made it into a whole football yeah. thing. Yeah, you're you got right. The, you starting off the pregame, like it's it's a it's a whole fun thing. So yeah, I think people enjoy it. And I feel like some people just do it just for the season because it'd be like, oh, it's summertime, I'm trying to break up with my nigga. Like what? You gonna break up because it's hot outside? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I definitely think so. Okay. My question to you is, do you think cuffing season is the same for men? It's not. I think it's harder for men. Mm. I think that because men, like I told you earlier, I think men are the ones that actively participate willingly. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I want to get all these things in place, so let me find that right bitch for this right time because I don't want to be single on my niggas. Because most times when people are actively participating, it's because all their friends are probably in relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like because all of my friends right now are single, Mm -hmm. we don't really care for cuffing season. We just are okay with being on the roster. We're like, okay, let me know when my turn comes because we're chilling until then. And that's kind of how I feel about the niggas that I'm dating right now. I'm like, I'm not pressed. Right. But if we like each other, let me know when to put pressure on. I think it's different for men, too. I feel like cuffing cuffing season is more, like, fun for men. Because I feel like guys don't really put too much into a relationship. You know, don't put too much thought into it. And most of the time, they don't even want to be in a relationship because we're going to have this thing where we together, but we not together. And that's where a lot of the whole situation shit things happen. So I feel like that's how guys see cuffing season. I feel like women, I don't know, I'm not going to speak to all women, but I'm going to speak for myself. I feel like if I were to do cuffing season, I'm doing it as an angle for us to eventually be together. Yeah, and I think I would be exhausted during cuffing season. Just do it every year. Every year? I'm tired, ho. I'm Um, tired, boss. My last question is, what do you think you could do to make your cuffing season relationship last? Mm, That's a good question. Thank you, girl. I feel like for me to make my cuffing season relationship last is to do exactly what David Mann said. Yeah. Be everything I want in a partner. Because if you're, for the most part, if you're doing good by your partner and being good to them, they're going to want to be around you. Yeah. So if you're actively trying to make yourself a a pleasant person, person to be around you're listening to his feelings doing what he likes you know making sure he feels appreciated and love and all that stuff because honestly us girls we try to be like laid back when it comes to dating let me talk about myself i try to be laid back when it comes to dating but you still got you kind of have to fight for these good men you know because the good men are getting snatched up <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah i think that's the best way to make it last okay uh, my last question to you is can you be too old to participate in cuffing season i low-key feel like i'm too old to participate in cuffing season right now like i feel like at a certain age like you said it's like either we're dating or we're not mm-hmm. it, it, i shouldn't have to go through all these rounds of getting picked yeah by the same nigga that i've been talking to right so you either decide i'm i'm in the game or i'm not in the game right but going through having to do Pre-trials, layups, turnarounds, tryouts. I feel like if I'm constantly at every turn being compared to other bitches, I really hope you pick the other bitches because that means that you're going to test the fuck out of me when we're together. Girl, yeah, don't pick me. At a certain age, I really feel like you should just stop playing games and just be very intentional about what you want. Mm -hmm. Come with it. And if it works out, it don't. I mean, if it do, if it don't, it don't. But having to do all this shit to get something for Valentine's Day? Yeah, girl. Cause I'm 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 on the old side of Bumble, um, and I see these sixty five year old men and they'd be like, "Not looking for the serious." I'm like, "You're sixty five, like you should be looking for the serious." But guys just they they don't sometimes they just they never get it, girl. Well, all right. Well, thank you all. Follow us on this fucking journey about cuffing season, about spinning the block, about what our experience has been, tips and rules that you should follow while you are dealing with these niggas, while they're dealing with themselves. And other bitches. And other bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and why you ought to leave us a five, like, 
follow us on all social media platforms at the real Spin Spill, except Twitter, which is Sip and Spill One. And give us a five star rating because we're some, some five star bitches. bitches. I, I sip wine.